Okay, what did you get? Oh, okay, hum that tune Ooh. I've got. So guess guess the tune. Ready? One, two, three. I feel like you're. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I was singing like a Christmas song. That was ridiculous. Right, next one. This is the most Christmassy that I felt. Yeah, this, me too. At this point this year. Oh, I've got one. Trivia. What is Harry Potter's middle name? Oh, Dumbledore. Wow. Harry James. Yes, Potter. my yeah. guy. Yeah, that was Top millennial fun. over here. Yes, my guy. My, I've got a charade on here, which <laughs> doesn't really work that well on a podcast because so, I could just be doing that. And, you know. Brilliant. Me, you Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Charlie. Uh, there we go. Uh, okay, um, what are we up? putting on the hats? Yeah, I am going to. Yeah. Uh, who said this? Quote, if you can't explain it to a six-year-old, you don't understand it yourself. It was meta at their advertising. No, I'm joking. It was Albert Einstein. Okay. <laughs> that was funny, Harriet. These are quite good. Would you rather do Wait, something have... great but, no, but, but nobody know or do nothing great but everyone thinks that you did? I feel like I think that's half in the media now, media. yeah. That's half the people in media. <laughs> Were you in the 30 under 30, 2022? <laughs> do, do nothing great and everyone thinks you did. Ho, ho, ho. Welcome to the Media Week podcast. The podcast made for media people by media people. <laughs> You're such a Mrs. Claus. Don't worry, we're not your CEOs just yet. We're your common media folk in the weeds of the day to day. Each episode, we'll share opinions on hot topics in the media world, along with some bents to keep you going on a Friday afternoon. So who's in the room? It's me, your host, Miss Claus from Publicis, Jack from Craft. Ho, ho, ho. And Buki from Wavemaker. Yo, yo, yo. And not Charlie anymore, one is coming. <laughs> in today's episode... Festive ads are coming, festive ads are coming. I'm trying to do the Coca-Cola theme yeah, tune. That was, the, that was better than you hummed that song. I thought it was yeah. holidays are coming. Yeah, but she's saying festive ads are coming. Come festive on. Festive ads are coming. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were just saying something else and got the lyrics no. wrong. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. We share our thoughts on the latest and greatest. Woo. How are brands leveraging media differently this festive season? Disclaimer, oh. we're not talking about how we cried at the John Lewis ads. But first... In industry news, it's all doom and gloom as AI and economic woes cause uncertainty in the media world. As reported in Campaign, marketing chiefs are worried about shrinking budgets. According to findings in a report that surveyed marketing professionals in Europe, two in five respondents believe that the end of third-party cookies spells the end of online advertising. Is it really the end? It's been the end for years. I mean, this is like a tale as old as time. <laughs> gather Christmas the, Carol. Yeah, yeah, gather round the fireplace. No, it's this isn't the, the festive sort of, you know, intro first question that I was expecting you to say with doom and gloom. No. But do you know what? If you're, you've had long enough now, if you're not setting yourself up properly for the cookie-less future, then you deserve no cookies when you come down the chimney of digital advertising to find that the presents have been taken from under the tree. Nah, I, I agree. I'm, I'm making a thing about cookies and you're leaving cookies for five Christmas. Oh, a bad joke. gotcha. Isn't it I, a mince pie? 
No, you well, can leave whatever you, you want. You can, leave, you, can leave, you can leave internet cookies if you like, but not after 2024. In social commerce, as TikTok revenue grows, Amazon looks to leverage the growing capabilities of social commerce as they confirm that they'll allow Snapchat users to buy products through the app directly. Ooh. How will this evolve the social commerce landscape next year? I think if they can find a way to really integrate within the messenger on Snapchat, that's where they're going to see the most results because the majority of usage of Snapchat, particularly for, I think, people who are kind of at the younger end of the adulthood scale, they use it for messaging like the millennials and Gen X people of the world use WhatsApp. So they can find a way of weaving it in there. It's going to be really good. Also, it's got to be better than TikTok's social commerce thing. Mm. You go on that, it's like just... Just a lot of tat, isn't it? I really like... It's like going down the market and finding... Like, <laughs> well, I, just... I mean, I bought something on a TikTok shop. Was it tat? Well, it was £2.50 for a whole, like, bodysuit. So... Uh... You bought a £2... Two... Do I want to know why you bought a £2.50 <laughs> Sounds... bodysuit? I, I really wanted Christmas to be on your party. side, but that sounds like tat. <laughs> it's, yeah. to go, it's to go underneath something, so for, for warmth. So, oh, no, okay. So oh, no so uh, really what are they called? It. What are they called? Long johns. Y- yes, like a. Uh, I mean, yes. that's that's an extra long john. <laughs> so yes, an extra long john for two pounds fifty. We'll anyway, we'll you know on this though, on this though. So Snapchat, I actually really rate Snapchat. I think they often let some of like the big three fight out in the space, and then when they're like tried and tested, when they're like, oh shoppable social commerce is, is that that's staying is that staying guys and then they'll be like okay and then they do it quite well so i think to your point i think they're probably going to take a lot of the learnings from your tiktoks and your metas and all yeah. those kind of things totally. do it very well and i think that <laughs> sorry i love the style of the sports broadcast it's like your tiktoks your metas <laughs> your hazards your ronaldo's your man united <laughs> In other social news, following user frustration, updates to meta-owned threads are in progress that will enable users to delete their account whilst keeping the live linked Instagram account. I think it's absurd. It wasn't able to do that in the first place. User frustrations is one way of phrasing <laughs> the fact that no one thinks it's any good. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think we've no, nah, we've, 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 we've done with threads. Yeah. Now, nah, but I, I learned because I had a conversation. I saw a thread the other day and I was just like, oh, maybe it will catch on. Maybe it's just going to take some time because what we're doing, we're attaching, you know, the performance of tried and tested social medias Mm. and expecting it to catch up as quickly. It might grow in the same way that Meta did or Instagram did back in the day. However, I was thinking that yesterday and then I had a conversation with someone today who reminded me that their timeline isn't in chronological order. So I'm seeing a thread post from two minutes ago next to one from 15 days ago. Yeah, it's awful. It's never catching up. Well, it's it's so, like the, the wider problem with the non-chronological timelines of, let's not get started on that because it's such a rabbit hole. It's but ridiculous. Like, so basically, bun threads, it's never going to work. I, I'd oh, love man. to reflect on our uh, former threads episode because I, oh, mean, I, I was I, there being like, yeah, it's going to be the next I, I was shilling for it. I was like, this is a massive opportunity. But the fact that they didn't have any basic functions, even brought in very quickly, 
I mean, God, it's such for... an open goal given the fact that Twitter is a bin fire now. And, so. and do you know what I found? People miss Twitter. I think oh, we, I all, we all loved to hate Twitter. We, we were like, it's a toxic place. There's very low brand safety, but we liked it. It had a personality mm. and we fucking liked it. Now, people are literally like, I wish Twitter would just fucking get its fucking head out of the fucking dumpster fire that it is and sort itself out. It's the because... most F-bombs I've heard from you in a while. <laughs> also, well done to us. One episode where we've gone without talking about bloody Twitter. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that's what I mean, though. We miss it. I think Twitter, for all its faults, was a place that people liked to be in. It gave people's honest opinions. We saw a lot of honesty there. And a lot of the time people didn't like that because we found out people were inherent not nice however Fred's bun you we live we learn in the linear TV landscape as reported in the trade press a number of media pros had a bit of a barney about the place of TV advertising earlier this quarter an article reported on the rising costs of TV advertising and declining audiences questioning TV's advantage over other channels the article's findings were questioned by a marketing body for commercial TV, Thinkbox, who highlighted that the other factors in TV effectiveness determined by a combination of ad exposure and reach potential. That's a pretty good way of summarising it. Yeah, basically a very prominent econometrician called Grace Kite wrote an article that suggested that, I think it was that the the overall ROI potential had sort of reduced and it was a very sort of like singular metric way of looking at it which i think can be the problem with econometrics more generally is that you only look at it through one lens i think also when you're looking at them side by side without looking like the actual effectiveness of them it becomes quite difficult to, to, to kind of make these kind of grandiose statements but i thought that there was a really interesting response from thinkbox where they took into account a lot more of the sort of the broader factors at play it, I think ultimately it, it pays for a lot of people to to have a stab at TV because it's still pretty punchy. But I think in the in the general AV landscape, we're we're seeing a lot of development there. So you know, yeah. Well, ultimately, it's always good to have different views on the healthy effectiveness debate. of TV. So yes, I like unhealthy. Love debating. a healthy debate. Okay. In out of the home. Out of Home was reported as a platform for good and on the right path to reach net zero goals at an Upfronts event in London in November. Speaking about the sustainability of Out of Home, Clear Channel highlights how the media channel is six times more energy efficient than online advertising and also reminded media folk that Out of Home remains a powerful reach tool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously like there's there's media planning things aside, it's the fact that they've had to do a lot of work, particularly as they digitise the estate, the entire industry is going to have to try and work harder to prove its sustainability credentials. I think that there's also a lot of stuff that's gone into proving how much of the investment goes into local councils and sort of helping to maintain the actual world that we live in on a more sort of like physical, local level. But I think, yeah, we should all try and plan as sustainably as we can. However... The strengths of Out of Home are not in its sustainability element. It's about how effective it is at reaching large numbers of people, having a really strong halo effect against audiences and reaching, I think it is the same thing they talked about, how you can reach light category buyers. If you were going for laser targeted digital, you can miss those people. So blending it in with all your other channels is really, really important. Well, when we think about the big brands, you know, the sustainability piece and the it being a powerful reach tool works hand in hand, right? It's, yeah. It's like the, the golden channel. 
on to the main topic. Festive ads are coming, but how are brands and agencies leveraging media differently this festive season? Jingle my balls. McDonald's launches CGI-generated giant baubles in London's Oxford Circus. The stunt was developed by Red Consultancy and Pebble Studios. The campaign also depicts bursting McDonald's burgers outside the bullring in Birmingham and celebratory Christmas crackers along the Royal Mile in Edinburgh. You know where the... The top shop in mm-hmm. Oxford Circus, that top shop by the thing. Yeah, yeah. It's not top shop. It's, it's not top shop. It's going to be IKEA, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they just had that that kind of cross section, and they had some baubles on like cars, huge ones, like beep beep. I mean, it is different I'm content. So I'm so over AR. <laughs> like until it's something that you could just act like really easily access. I with stuff like that, I'm like, I'm sure some people will go on it, but. Just I think bit... outside of Pokemon Go, I don't really see what the point of AR is. If Guys, I'm perfectly honest, I think we're being a bit negative, but Nancy. Hum- here. Humbug. You know, ultimately, we've got brands doing stuff that is a bit more innovative and outside the box, other well, than the but standard saying, but why? tear-jerking I mean, Christmas ad. But John has haven't done a tear-jerking Christmas ad for for years. But like, there are better examples out there. For me, like one of my favourite things, very real. The Audi Pigs in Blankets yeah, baby. restaurant. I I'm so upset it's not still open. I think the Audi's approach to Christmas this year has been exceptional. Every year. So, I mean, yeah, I know, it's just, but it's just so good. Like, they set up a restaurant where basically you get unlimited Pigs in Blankets by pressing this button. And it only costs like a fiver to book. Yeah, exactly. Your face says it all. Yeah. The, <laughs> I think the, the fiver goes to donations. It yeah, yeah, they, to give, charity. yeah. they give that to charity. And then you go there and you basically just absolutely demolish sausages wrapped in bacon and they have meat-free ones as well i found out about it too late and i'm literally like if that was still open i'm going like Mm. what do you mean you're going to do unlimited pigs in blankets yeah like and now i'm actually going to go and buy my whole shop from my only criticism would be that they need to do more of them around the country so the people who aren't in london can experience that particular joy. Even the people joy. in London didn't get to go. Maybe one in Walthamstow, so that I can just go there, really. <laughs> yeah, I reckon I reckon Shepherd's Bush is right <laughs> for the picking on this. I'm not above a gimmick, by the way. Because yeah. Christmas, gimmicks are, you know, can work really well. But I just think where it's not something that could be easily ex- accessed, you've got to remember, and the baseline for everything that... Christmas ads is kind of different. I suppose people do give slightly more of a shit. But you need to start from a basis of... Nobody gives a fuck about what you're saying. Exactly. That is the baseline. So if you're asking someone to open something up and scan something and then go into a thing and then wait for the your baubles to load. Well, I think it's more the fact that it's a cool stunt. And if we go back an episode, sorry to interrupt you, Buki. No, not at all. um, But if we go back an episode, we were talking about kind of the fashion brand ASOS having all this budget to do really cool stuff. And undoubtedly, they're going to start pulling out these stunts here there and everywhere so i think there's definitely a place for it i think maybe christmas may not be there's a place for for, there's a place for stunts no i completely agree with you harriet like there's a place for stunts but just sometimes i'm like unless there's you know reason to use the ar that's like really compelling we like stunts cool Mm. but the stunt needs to be just that but if we're using a gimmick such as ar just think about how you're actually enhancing the life of your consumer or audience. Because if they're not getting anything, McDonald's baubles, cool stunt. Am I getting free McDonald's? Yeah, if if I pop one of those, if I break one of those baubles on a taxi, can I have a Big Mac? Am I getting free McDonald's? Because in that case, hell yeah. I'm I'm going to do that AR right now. 
But if I'm not, and you lot just want us to share it, because now you're taking from me. So what? I have to do the AR, share the thing. You guys get free, <laughs> you know, free advertising from that, mm. from me sharing it. And I get nothing as a consumer. Boring, jarring. So it needs to, basically what we're saying is, if you're a brand that wants to do some cool stunts, then make it integrated and have a... Make sure your why is so solid. I actually think a really good, whilst we're on the example of like, good quality integrated planning it's like we know that the backbone of pretty much any christmas campaign is like the big shiny av asset particularly when it comes to a major retailer or grocer one of my like favorite things that i've seen was and this goes back to your point around snapchat being this kind of like vying for the the third place spot in this in the social boxing olympics or whatever (laughs) um like audi had a really interesting thing with pinterest that they did where they, you know, their whole thing is like, they've got that Kevin the Carrot character. Yeah. And they're basically positioning him as like a Willy Wonka type figure for like the Christmas factory, which I think is genius because you've got the Wonka film coming out. It's all very, that's smart. But if you went on Pinterest and searched for Christmas ideas, you know, when you you have like promoted stuff on Pinterest, it's like, it'd be one of the tiles. They had like, you had to find the, the golden video ticket to be taken through to their Christmas factory thing where you get like ideas for gifts and food and all this kind of stuff and I just thought that was like a really cool little bit of planning that links it back that is like a media execution using like a specific format but it links it directly to what the concept was within their kind of AV asset which is like the core of good planning is taking the creative idea and stretching it out into different media channels because that's when it yeah like beyond the sort Mm -hmm. of just the AV because it's not just about having isolated ideas it's about taking the central idea and pulling it through into everything else now the one that not not that it jarred me but like the did you see the Heathrow one Ooh, no. oh, like, yes, I did. I find yes, it very interesting. No, t- talk to me. Go on. So basically, they they released, and to be honest, I'm not going to lie, I actually really like the content was really nice. So they've got like three, I think, 30 or 60 second slots yeah. where they just depict really nice kind of scenarios within the, the airport, people traveling, maybe going to see family and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And do you know what? They actually feel very real. They're really nice. But the irony for me is like Heathrow. If I had cash money to be at Heathrow flying around, I probably would be. Obviously, not because like climate change and everything, but you know, like it feels like one of those places that people go to as much as they possibly can already. So I'm not actually even sure why they're in the game. Oh, what? As in, like you don't know why they're trying to get they what the goal is? Yeah. I mean, it's got to be an awareness play, surely. Where it's just like, yeah, fly from Heathrow. Look how sick it is. Look at all these people having a lovely time. I mean, there's going to be an awareness. You play. don't even really see Heathrow. You just see people just sitting there, and Heathrow's real small. Maybe they're selling the dream. Well, I, I guess it may fall in line with kind of the changing consumer behaviours and attitudes towards kind of looking after yourself and understanding what's important. And obviously, spending time with loved ones is yeah. is important. Okay. And that message, I think, is existent across a lot of other Christmas ads this year, IKEA, they've focused on wellness and the mental health aspect in line with um, consumer trends. I like that um, one. Did you see that one? I didn't. No. Is no. it good? Yeah. 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 No, it ran across I mean, TV, cinema, out of home, digital and social. Oh, um, this is very relatable. Like, you know when you're like at a party or when you're just somewhere and you 
either like how let's say a house party yeah and you go into like the bedroom for a second and it's just that moment of quiet mm. just like oh, it's kind of that and it was like have a holiday from the holidays boots also led a, an empathy led story of a mother and daughter on a mission to pay back father christmas do you know cute. do you know what i love though like because let's face it a lot of people are just like oh how can we do the emotional storytelling blah do you know what's also an emotion making people laugh and i thought that and I know that I was talking about like multi-channel media planning and there is a bit of supporting play, but the AV asset was so good from KFC where one, they got Nason Dormer, which is just an absolute banger of an opera track. Then they're like got slow motion shots of like their chicken and then they're overlaying all this stuff about like, you know, oh, you, you guys should do Kentucky Fried Turkey and all this stuff. And then they're like, well, guys, we listened and we ignored you. And I just thought that was so good because it's like, it stays true. They've made a Christmas ad that is Christmassy, but stays true to what they do best. That is just loads of the product. And also, I really wanted a KFC after it. And I know I'm massively partial to a KFC, but like just that <laughs> slow motion shot of the, the chicken patty, like falling down. Oh my God. And then he smashes his hands together and the flower goes everywhere like it's snowing. They supported it with fly posting and other out of home activations suggesting that maybe that they were going to have turkey as one of their items on the menu. But instead it's just, they've stuck some stuffing in the burger, which I think is sick. I've literally just watched it as you're talking. And am I getting KFC this weekend? It's very likely. In essence, brands need to stop doing stunts unless there's a Purpose. reason we need no, a no, reason it's, not, it's a purpose it's just got to be the stunts got to be eye-catching and linked to your other stuff for example oh my god i've got another one no, which on. I, i'm not gonna lie i absolutely love Please, the Asda. Sir, we don't want any more it's <laughs> <laughs> tough you're getting some more as does michael buble like ad right one best piece of copywriting of the year make your christmas incredible that's genius Okay, so Michael Bublé's in it as like the chief quality officer and their whole thing is about like trying to get people to perceive their quality to be as good as like M&S, which I don't like the fact they're mentioning competitors in it because I think that just makes you think, oh, maybe I should go to M&S anyway. But they had one of the stunts or like the, I would call it like the sort of offshoot elements of this campaign is that they've created a Christmas tree where the lights will only come on if you sing part of a Michael Bublé song into this no, microphone in front of it. You say you love me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, where's, Michael, where did you come from? How did you get here? On that one, where do you get on the not mentioning M&S? Because I think the audiences are very different on that one. Because there might be a fringe audience who might go to M&S once you've mentioned them. But I think there's a decent chunk of the audience that they're as the shoppers. I reckon they're probably trying to steal, because those shoppers are the people who go to Audi. Mm-hmm. So those people who trade down, mm-hmm. like the, the Waitrose shoppers and the M&S shoppers of the world, are probably trading down to go to Audi. But as of clock that they probably shouldn't talk about Audi and Lidl because people will just go, oh shit, I'll go there anyway. Yeah. But by having a pop at M&S, it's kind of... I, I mean, like M- M&S, is, M&S is still unhingedly expensive. I know, but, but it's so yeah. good. Do head over to the campaign website for a full breakdown of some of the hottest Christmas ads this festive season. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. Hello, media and on. Hi, so we actually have a bit of a mad one here. Okay, let's do the first one. The first one is a quick one. Also, we got some really nice submissions, so keep sending them in, guys. I'm loving all of this. The first one, 
was sad my team didn't win any awards at the Media Week award ceremony. Jack then called you out. What? As you were a judge, do you have any advice for next year? You snake. That, did it say, oh, did they? (laughs) They literally wrote you snake. You snake? No, they didn't write that. Oh, I didn't. (laughs) I was was hurt there. I thought that's what you would say. That is very nice to be called out. That's great. Thank (laughs) you. I think from a judging standpoint, there are a few things to bear in mind. I would say make your results as easy to read and as prominent as possible because the way I read every entry that I had was to read the results first to tell if the uh, entry had actually done anything. And by results, you also need to be thinking about tangible stuff. So behavior change stuff. So like, what has it done to your search traffic? What has it done to your sales? But also like, what has it done to your brand metrics? So like your awareness, maybe your purchase intent, all that kind of stuff and justify it really well. Then I think like having a really clear piece of like, audience analysis that answers the challenge like basically that you'll be given the structure of the, of the thing and you'd be surprised how many people just seem to kind of tail off and like it, it doesn't really have like you know this kind of really clear story if you can't write each of these entries in like a few bullet points that kind of lead on one logically after another then you're going to really struggle because i think i had 45 entries to read through and so if you're trying to read something and everything's like a little bit jumbled and maybe hasn't been proofread then immediately you're starting to lose whoever's reading it. Also, I read all of mine on a, on a laptop and every time there was a landscape one, I was really grateful because I didn't have to scroll. And I know that sounds really dumb, but like it would just mean that people would spend mean. more time reading the thing instead of worrying. I mean, so I think that and also just ask yourself, does the idea that you've got feel fresh it doesn't have to be new but is it a fresh use of an existing thing it's very hard to do something completely new how can you turn it into something that feels like it's not been done for a while or like i want to add one thing to this and that is on the results thing that's the main thing because i think sometimes i know i wasn't called out but me and harriet have also judged in the past guys um (laughs) (laughs) and we put it on our LinkedIn. yeah we've already judged as well too um but One thing is I think people equate the work and the effort that went into their campaign with that being a great campaign. And to your point, I do see some that come over and I think like what you did was really, really cool. And I can appreciate it was really, really difficult and took a lot of time. But if you've got no results, then it really it's not it's not as worth it as you think it is. My one piece of advice and someone actually said this to me once. And I, I know this is like another way of saying it's not the winning, it's the taking part that counts. It is the taking part that counts because just getting into the routine or practicing writing award submissions is is really, really good. It really helps you yeah. understand in your mind how to you know position these things and it's also a great opportunity to reflect on all the cool stuff that you've done and and how you've kind of leveraged different parts of the business if you've leveraged different parts of the business get get into the habit of putting your your work into case studies and then when you send it through to the person who's writing up the awards in your agency because chances are there's someone doing that they won't have to go through the effort of changing it to put it through so and just make make sure your results match your aims at the beginning the challenge because i've seen so many that sometimes come through that you've got a challenge and your results don't match so interesting one this one's a bit juicy guys so listen up and it's long so stick with me have you heard of the box well i went there for a hendu i won't be going back for many reasons the purpose of this submission however is not to give you a review of that hellhole but to ask for help and maybe some free therapy 
During the show, where I was trying to look anywhere other than at the entertainers, I spotted a very senior member of staff for the company I work for. I'm talking senior in capitals. Long story short, he was loving the vulgarity of it all and even got involved in some of the antics. How do I unsee this? And how do I not throw up in my mouth when I see him around the office? My jaw clicked. I was so shocked. <laughs> oh, wow. So can someone... Like, what, okay, what is so the box? the box is in Soho and they do put on shows that are quite shocking. I, I've, I've been there w- once and I was Liar. quite taken aback by the... <laughs> you know, what happened on stage, which I won't go into on this podcast. Can I? That's not my work, friend. Let me Google this. Yucky. Yeah. So um, I think, obviously, you know, everyone's free to do what they want in their own time. And this person that you've seen, no matter how senior he is, is quite allowed to do this stuff. I would put it to the back of your memory and, and forget it ever happened. I just think you have to accept that people live their life outside of work. And like, if you mingle in the same places as your senior staff, be that in a weird sex club in Soho or like, you know, in a bar or whatever, you're going to see people be letting their hair down a bit. It is always a bit jarring seeing people a bit like kind of in that situation I assume but I like, think it's one of the ones a little bit like you said on another pod I think hold that in the back pocket until you're looking for a little pay rise yeah. <laughs> yeah I love like, it just let's hold that be... in your back pocket we're like sorry well, my pay rise was denied is this not you <laughs> <laughs> with this bodily fluids oh, is this not you oh god I love it I love it well you know what you know enjoy your life enjoy enjoy your Christmas enjoy your Christmas <laughs> uh, and just have the box in your back pocket Thank you to everyone who's been listening to us over the course of this year. We've had an absolute blast. If you've made it to the end of this episode and through that very bizarre series of uh, media anons, then thank you so much. If you've got a media anon problem that you want us to laugh at openly and then try and give some bad advice on, then that link is also available in the show notes. Please do send it through because we love those submissions. Yay! Um, please remember to like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Happy New Year! And Happy New Year! <laughs>